All right, welcome to the Restless Bonus, where we are going to talk a little bit about more about emotions, but we're going to talk about it in the terms of the Psalms. And so Pastor Michael, at the end of our podcast, is talking about this this idea of having joy, of praising God, but in doing it, I would say just strictly on faith. You know, that's why it is an affection, because you can do it with clenched fists, you can do it with sorrow, these things. And here is actually the first time I just want to tell this brief story of the first time I ever realized that why are not, why is the worship services I'm familiar with not more informed by and containing more of the Psalms. And so I travel, you know, I was overseas and I was at a a Christian conference. Yeah. And it it just a, a very different context. And you know what? It was very strange singing translated modern Christian worship music with this group. Because the, the focus, as you said, the focus on the good emotions, on feeling good, and I'm feeling sad, and God's going to make me feel glad, and, you know, all of these kinds of things, it made no sense to the, it, it just did not make sense of the Christian life I knew most of these people had. And what I realized is that, as you said, it, it all, it, it was very, very one note, right? It is... It's hitting one emotional chord and just hitting it again and again. And and again, that might be a legitimate chord. Some. Right. But But then you have the law of diminishing return, right? I mean, as you just keep hitting that over and over and over and over again, after a certain point, people just get tired, right? I mean, you just get kind of like, well, this is just, it's just fake. It's not real anymore. And I actually, I just heard, uh, I can't remember what I was listening to, uh, but I was just listening to a conversation recently where somebody was talking about how, you know, actually the, you know, when you think about the idea of kind of the law of diminishing returns, when it comes to our, our, you know, experiences, uh, it's, it's actually a sign in a sense that we are made for, uh, you know, greater and greater things. Uh, that we, you know, we are made for uh, a greater and greater experiences. And obviously that's found uh, most obviously in uh, experiencing and knowing God himself, who is, you know, infinite, who is uh, all, all glorious and, and all powerful. And uh, like, we, we are meant to know God deeper and deeper forever, you know, from this point on, it's, it's just going to keep going. And that's why in a sense, you know, I mean, the first time you have a particular uh, kind of uh, dessert, you might be like, man, like this, like, I can't believe I didn't know brownies were a thing. And like, this is the best thing I've ever had. This is amazing. And then you're going to try brownies again. And it'll be like, man, this is still pretty good. And you keep eating it. And, but like, there is this kind of diminishing, like, okay, yeah, like I've had it now. Uh, like those, those particular, you know, uh, brain chemicals have told me that's really good, uh, but it's never, you know, it's not going to be maybe quite the same. And that's not uh, necessarily a, a bad thing in and of itself. It doesn't mean you have to feel every time, like, man, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. Uh, but if like, if all you ate was brownies, like if that's all you had, that, that kind of law of diminishing return is going to be, I don't know, all, all the more quickly realized, like all of a sudden you're going to be sick to your stomach after a little while and you're going to get, you're just going to get tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this are, are you brought me to the, the two things, right? When I thought about the idea of these people singing the Psalms or the Psalm book being the, the hymn book of the church, the hymn book of Israel man, there's a lot more there. There is, there is just joy or there is God. I'm not doing well. I need your help. There is God. I'm angry. There is God. 
you are good, right? There's all, there is a huge, you know, we listed this, the range of experience and, and affections that, that Edward said was essential to the Christian life. And that is what you find when you look at the Psalms. And the other yeah. thing I think about this is, is I think sometimes people get really worried when they think about their early Christian life and then their later Christian life, because they remember being what you're kind of talking about this, the first time I had a brownie, this, this hotness, this, yep. this excitement that doesn't, they don't seem to be able to replicate. And I've begun to wonder if that actually is just normal, but it's part of why we actually need to cultivate affections. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like marriage, the, the right. way you felt the first time you held your wife's hand, is you actually can't replicate that. Yeah. But the emotional relationship, the connection you have today, and obviously our, your and I's parents much further along in life than we are, right? That is, that is not something you would trade for those That's early right. feelings because it is a much deeper, it is a much more stable and glorious and cultivated and probably meaningful emotional connection yeah and you would say there's something really wrong and i mean we see this right where you know people will you know end their marriages because it's like well i just didn't i just didn't feel it anymore i don't feel the same way and uh most of us could look at that and say well that's super tragic because um i don't feel the same way i felt when i first met my wife you know but i feel much deeper my love for my wife is so much deeper and I like enjoy her so much more, but it's not the kind of joy that is like just this constant, you know, uh, like I walk in the room and everything is better about my life all of a sudden. And like all, all of my attention, you know what it's like when you're, yeah. you know, you're just first getting to know this girl and it's like, you know, all of my attention, all my thought life is like directed toward this. You know, it's not quite that, that same uh, intensity at all times. Sometimes it is. Um, but there is this, just this like beautiful consistency. Um, you think if, you know, I, I think in kind of organic, you know, metaphors. Uh, so, you know, when you have some kind of plant that shoots up really quick, that, that happens, uh, th there are plants like that, but they're never the strong ones. They're never the ones that can, you know, weather uh, a, a full storm. They're never the ones that, uh, you know, are, are extremely tough. Uh, with maybe, you know, something like bamboo as the exception, but even bamboo, like, you know, the, the strongest bamboo, I don't think that it would, you know, be quite the same as, you know, like a redwood or a, like yeah. a really massive oak tree. Um, and those things, I mean, they took so long to grow, but they are so stable and so strong and so like, and they're able to produce so much more and like so much more comes from them. And so I often think that way with, you know, metaphors of marriage and the same thing is true then in, you know, this kind of emotional life. And I think that's what the Psalms like point us toward, right? I mean, it's, it is the, the slow, careful growth of the kingdom uh, that happens in each one of us as, as the, the gospel, uh, as the word of God sanctifies us and we become more and more like Christ. It's something that happens slowly, but that in the long run actually develops greater and deeper and stronger affections. And, and as I'm thinking about this, the Psalms, right? Some of the Psalms, right, are written in the first person, right? But obviously, many are written in the uh, uh, the a uh, plural first person. I should have yeah. said a singular, but a, a plural of the people yep. of God. And because I've actually had this realization as I now have children, right? Often, especially maybe in your and I's generation, we really have this tendency to want to like hold on to all the things we had as kids and like yep. 
yep they're right i am just as into star wars as i was when i was 10 yeah. and right this is why all the movies they make for adult right this is why they just made that ridiculous just... cruella deville pg-13 backstory i i don't know who right if dear dear listener if you saw that movie and were really interested we'd love we would not love to talk to no. you. we'd love to talk to you but we cannot imagine we can't imagine talking about that for any longer but but right this is this is why they're making it but but what i've realized is well how do i how would i enjoy star wars right because when you're you know when you're 10 and you're like i'm willing to defend this as the greatest piece of right of of film and acting that has ever happened right and and we and we want to act that way now when when maybe we should have we should be growing and maturing but how do you how do you experience those things again well you we try and hold on to it with nostalgia we try you know these various things we do but what i've realized is actually the way you enjoy it is you watch your children enjoy it Mm. you enjoy it with them yeah and when and when you are experiencing um, the Lord and you are experiencing Christianity in amongst the covenant people of God. And these are real relationships. Yeah. When someone has a testimony of coming to faith, you can praise God again. That's right. Just like it was for you. When people yeah. have covenant yeah. children, you can appreciate the fundamentals of the faith again as you see your children and other children learn. Yeah. And emotions are so personal, right? And they're, it's, it really is. This is why I, you know, we mentioned in the episode that I think that so many uh, movies and TV and commercials and all these things are so they are emotionally manipulative mm-hmm. is in part because this is not real people. Emotions are very personal, right? It's, it's, it's for people. It's for relationships. It's between me and God It's between me and others and, or it's between me and myself. Right. But it's, mm-hmm. it's they're, they're, they have to do with us as people. Uh, and, uh, I can't, I can't help but think that this is a problem then when you are trying to direct these things toward something that is not a, another person. Yep. Um, but you know, for instance, you know, you could, you could work yourself up into, you know, an emotional state by just singing certain, certain songs or hymns that are just, you know, musically very powerful. Uh, but we recently, um, this was, uh, maybe I, I don't, I don't believe it was this past week. It was maybe the week before, um, when we're recording this, uh, I preached on uh, Psalm, uh, I want to say it was Psalm 42, you know, as a deer pants for flowing streams. So pants my soul for you, O God. And I preached this Psalm. And then a- afterward, we sang the song, It Is Well With My Soul, mm. which is, I mean, it's a very powerful song anyway. And you could get kind of, you know, wrapped up in, in the music of this song, the, the way that it moves. Um, but I almost couldn't make it through the song without uh, just beginning to weep. And the reason was not because of the song itself, but because while we were singing it, I, re- I kind of remember, well, it was an emotional experience that was it, tied both to what we had just gone through with the psalm, you know, uh, with simply just like looking out at, you know, this congregation of people that I love, knowing that some of these people are suffering and yet they're trusting in God. Uh, so it was that kind of, you know, emotional connection to we mm-hmm. as the people of God are now bringing these things to God and praising him for it. Uh, and then also, I remember there was a, a gentleman in our presbytery who at one point was had a something happen to him where he went in and he got a diagnosis that basically he might die any moment. And it was some weird like immune issue. And I don't remember all the details, uh, but it was just before we had a presbytery meeting at his 
church at the church that he pastored. And he was, he would, he lives in a, in a, a house just out back beside, next to the church. And he couldn't see anybody because it was such a, this issue with his immune system was such that if he uh, was to get even the slightest cold, he could die, you know, just right mm-hmm. away. I mean, it was, it was that serious. And, and we went, we went back by his house and stood at a distance and he came out and uh, we just wanted to see him and pray with him. And then we wanted to sing. And we just, the, this presbytery full of, you know, these, you know, all these grown men, we sang. And one of the songs we sang first, he kind of gave a little testimony just about, you know, he was terrified and he was scared that he might not get to, you know, like see his son graduate from high school. And just that, like the emotional, like weight of that, uh, you know, was just, uh, you know, extreme, the, the suffering and, and the fear. And then we sang together. And, well, and he gave a testimony just then to the faithfulness of God in the midst of it. And we sang, one of the songs we sang was, It Is Well With My Soul. And mm-hmm. every time I sing that now, I can't help but remember just the goodness and faithfulness of God, uh, where here this whole presbytery of men stood and sung this song. Every one of us was weeping. You know, at least I'm pretty sure I didn't like look oh, around sure. a lot because I was weeping, <laughs> you know, but like we're all just like singing uh, and weeping as we are singing uh, it as well with our soul. And so like these uh, experiences of the faithfulness of God in the midst of unbelievable sorrow and difficulty and fear and pain that I have been through and am going through and that I know others are going through. And yet here we are singing this song again. Uh, and, you know, like I just I couldn't you know, like I almost couldn't get through it. Mm. Uh, I had to, you know, stop singing at times because I was like, well, I have to keep leading the service, you know, as, as we yeah. close. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I like, this but, is, and, uh, and that it's personal. That is, uh, yeah. One, I want to say, see everybody Presbyterians cry too, you know, that's right. And, but, but again, this is going to be one of our t-shirts. Presbyterians yeah, cry too. Do- don't be a Donatist, right? There's all kinds of good stuff uh, <laughs> we have for, for t-shirts. But again, I think that even, even the themes you're working through there, this is, this is Psalm stuff. That's right. Right. The faithfulness of God, even though I'm suffering and others are suffering, but we still are together. We're trusting God, right? This is Psalm stuff. And, and I think that as you think about the people of God singing psalms or hymns or, or songs like this, this is also one of the benefits to having historic songs and rich songs is all of this starts getting packed into those things. Yeah. Whereas well, if we have to, if absolutely. We have to, if we have to start busting in new things because we have to find a way to get that new kick every time. Cause the, the, whatever the last song is lost all of the, the fire, right? We can't. Right. Oceans this... isn't feeling the same way yeah. anymore. And so oh, we got to come up with something else. Dude, we, I'm sure we've really dated ourselves by mentioning that <laughs> as, as the thing. I don't know if people sing that or not still, but, but we, but you lose that. And, and I think that it's so cheap to just say you should sing the Psalms or you should like, I don't want to just say that there is, there's a sense that which whatever it takes part of becoming the Christian is by faith. You, by faith, you sing the Psalms, you, you, you bleed the Psalms, right? Yeah. And you join in with that history of people who are, you know, worshiping God right now in glory. You join in uh, with this kind of song that has been going on. And, and, and I can say you should bleed the Psalms because when they cut Christ, when they, when Christ was bleeding, what did he say or what did he mm-hmm. sing? 
Yeah. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That is a the beginning of a psalm, right? That's right. That was sang originally by David, sang by the people of God, and Christ uses that to communicate what is happening on the cross. Yeah. I can't even, I mean, that like, right. That is a thing that boggles the mind. Yeah. And, and I actually, you know, I'll, I'll give my own, uh, another personal, you know, testimony here before, before we end is, you know, in the last year due to just how, um, how negative, right. The news, how social media is. And again, right. It's not that, you know, being informed is bad, but we, and you, we've talked about this and maybe we will more, right? News is entertainment. And maybe we, we've talked about this as Christianity is entertainment, but that when I choose and I pull away and I go, I'm not going to listen to the normal news podcasts. I'm not going to engage in those things. Do you know what I find? I find it's a lot easier to be tender and convicted by my own sin. Yeah. I find I'm a lot quicker to, to, in, to, to, right my affections of sorrow of joy of wanting to help much and especially for me uh, in confessing my own sin they're much quicker they're much quicker and much more ready for me and i just wonder if it's because i have chosen to pull away from these things that are essentially just manipulative right and and probably in the case of news it's right i'm I'm no longer focused on all the bad things and bad people out there, but I'm sitting quietly with my own sin. Right. Yeah, that's but right. Well, and yeah, it's and this, all of a sudden your affections can be directed much more yes. at, you know, the people around you, whether that be yourself, whether it be the Lord, whether that be, you know, your family, uh, and, and your right. church. I think, and I think we mentioned this in an early episode, right? This is why Augustine and the Puritans were like, I don't know about the theater. Yeah. Right? We think that they were crazy legalists. But they were like, I fake things affect me in a way that real life can't, right? And they thought that was a thing. I, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they were legalistic about it, but they at least had a point. That's at least something yeah. to think about. Oh, yeah. I mean, ever since we had we had this conversation, I don't even think it was on this podcast. I think that we had this conversation, though. And uh, ever since, it's just been wrecking me to think every time I've cried at a movie, which does yeah. happen, sure. uh, I've thought what am I doing? Like, is this real? Like I, you know, is this like, is this emotionally stunting me so much so that I'm not going to be able to cry as much or like be as emotionally affected by the lives of my children? Right. Seriously. You know, like that, that has absolutely like wrecked my mind. I haven't stopped watching movies, although I've been watching a lot less probably. Right. Have, has, has, uh, has feeling, has said, saying goodbye to Michael Scott on the office, the amount of times I've done it. Has that ruined me for actually leaving relationships? I don't know. Again, right. it's, it's something to consider because if we're saying, right, if someone's saying you need to sing the Psalms for this, right, it's it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make that cheap. I just think it is, I'd say in the conservative reform podcasting world, it can become cliche. But, but what they're saying is fill yourself up with these things to shape your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you and, downcast? Oh, my soul. And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God for I shall again praise him, my salvation, my God. Like you can, you can draw up in the midst, yes. like you feel this way, but you're going to say, no, like I, like I'm going to feel hope. I'm and, going to trust in or, God again, even though or, I'm in turmoil. 
or something triggers you, I'm feeling forsaken by God. Yep. You're triggered to think, how does Psalm 22 end? Yeah. Oh, it ends right. with a redemption. It ends yeah. with, and even, you know, but, but right. Why do we say get into the Psalms? Because to fill it up like this, and that would mean then don't fill up your emotional life with the, with the equivalent of just all cotton candy. Yeah. Right. If Psalms are the truly nutritious, cultivating, strong, red oak growing Christian fertilizer, well, then these other, right, these other things are not necessarily sinful, but they are, they too are shaping you. Mm. So, anyways, the Psalms, we just almost were about to just do another episode so we better cut it here because it's, it's <laughs> we still better restless slow it summer. down it is restless we better summer. slow it down it is restless summer so join us next week where i'm sure we'll interview someone and i'm sure it'll be it'll be it'll just be chillaxed like we're on a beach it'll be fun and, and like and it was enjoyable. 2011 where we still said chillaxed and it'll be great so Thanks for joining us for this restless bonus. Sit in the AC. It's hot outside. We'll catch you later.